Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be productive in our distracted world. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to join the free seven-day productivity challenge. Give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you strategies on how you can be a more productive version of yourself. Join the seven-day productivity challenge by going to my website, mrproductivity.com. That's Mr. All spelled out, mrproductivity.com. Today on the show, Karen Briscoe. She is the creator of the transformative five-minute success concept, and she is the author of three books. She also hosts the five-minute success podcast. So this is an incredible episode for this time of year as we're about ready to start 2020. Sit back, relax, or continue on your run and get ready to be severely motivated. Karen, welcome to the podcast. I'm thrilled to be here, Mark, because I think that the work you're doing is really very much needed in the world, and I'm so looking forward to our conversation. Okay, well, thank you for that compliment. Folks, we're done with the episode. I was just ending the <laughs> Well, I'm glad we just hit it out of the park. Hey, you know what? You made me smile. You, you made my head even bigger. Now i got to have the contract to make the doors even bigger to get in my house, but it's all good. So I'm super excited to uh, have you on the show because, uh, listener, we're going to talk about something very interesting because this is being released on December 19th, which means there's, what, 12 days left of 2019. It's going to be really appropriate. Appropriate. But before we get to that topic, Karen, why don't you take about 60 seconds or less and tell the people who you are and what you do? I'm Karen Briscoe, and I am a person who helps others flip time to love the life they have as they create and co-create the life of their dreams. And the way I do that is predominantly through a podcast, Five Minute Success, and I have three books. I started on the journey as a residential real estate agent and am still at what is known as a mega agent. So I sell a lot of houses, like over a hundred, probably about a hundred million a year, which is a lot of houses and you could do the math. We have a very high dollar average of around a million dollars. And so I work with a lot of people that are achieving at a really high level. And that's led me to look around and say, wow, there's a lot of people out there that don't have, aren't li- doing meaningful work or they're not living the life that they feel like they were called to live, myself included. So that led me on this journey where I am now. Excellent. Well, I am super thrilled because, for, well, first of all, this is not a five-minute podcast, listener, so don't sweat that. This That's her podcast, my podcast, who knows when it's going to end. But I really love how you talked about how to flip time so you can live the life you have. I'd love the life you let you have as you create and co-create the life of your dreams. I think a lot of people, and I use this analogy a lot, don't know what they want. And I mentioned before we started recording, but I'll share it with the listener now that if I had a loaded gun, and I've never done this people. So don't, don't send your hate email, but if I had a loaded gun and went up to people and put the gun at their head and said, tell me your dreams or I'll pull the trigger. I have a feeling I'll be killing a lot of people. And I find that very sad because I don't care if you're in your teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. If you're still breathing and you're not dreaming, I think you are missing. I think you are doing a disservice to humankind. So what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I think a lot of people live lives of quiet desperation. Um, there's a, uh, what happens many times is people feel like, I guess, unhappiness or dissatisfaction with life. And I use it, it can be either an internal thing where, like, for example, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, right? She was unhappy in Kansas, um, but she had an external event that propelled her to Oz. Um, and that was the 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 twister, the the tornado. So people can either have these external events or internal events that cause them to go on their quest. And this is in out of the a lot of mythology and movies and stories uh, written about by Joseph Campbell and the whole heroes and heroines journey. Uh, you can want to go on this quest. Midlife crisis is probably the most common time where people start evaluating their life and the meaning, but there could be quarter life, you know, crises and there could be other points in time where people uh, really feel like there must be something more and go out on this search. It's interesting you mentioned the Wizard of Oz because when you said that, I'm thinking, I wonder how many people listening to this episode are going to go, Wizard of Oz? We mean the original one back in the 1930s, not not this remake. I mean the original one, Dorothy and the Ruby Slippers and the Wicked Wicked Witch from the East and the West and the South and the North. And I mean, we grew up on that. I grew up on that. I mean, it was, you had to watch it. I think it was a rite of passage every year you had to watch that. Now... It doesn't have the same allure, but I kind of like that. And all, all you do is click your, your heels together all this time. You could have gone home and it's like, but she had to go on the journey. So if you've never seen the original Wizard of Oz, go and find it and watch it. It's certainly a treat. But here's the thing. Why I, I this question I have for you is why do you think people are just going through the motions? They're they're going through every day and they're just putting in the minimum amount of effort. They have no joy and they're not dreaming. So what do you think is the root cause of all that? Well, I think that some of it roots from the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you recall from your college psychology class, a Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a theory that uh, says that you're going to do your physical needs for, you know, you're going to seek to um, achieve or receive those needs met first. So those are your physical needs, right? So food, shelter, safety, and then you feel free then to go on to, you know, esteem needs, relationship needs, and then self-actualization is, you know, the pinnacle, right? And so many people put that off thinking that they need to deal with the other or, you know, make sure that they're at a certain level before they can go on to the next step. And what happens is many people reach the top of the pyramid, but then they run out of time, right? So, or they, um, many times they're like, okay, I'll do that when the kids, you know, leave home, or I'll do that when I retire, or I'll do that at vacation, or and then it always gets put off. So they just continue this, you know, low level or high level state of discontent with life. So this is where flip time came in. And I know you're a productivity expert, but I find that a lot of times people, you know, they just try to time manage the time to do but they don't really want to do those things anyhow, right? So you're like, okay, why are you figuring out how to do the things you don't want to do? Why don't you mm-hmm. figure out the things to do what you want to do and put those first? And that's where the flip time came in. Flip the pyramid, put self-actualization first. Once you start doing meaningful work, then most people start to experience the benefits of it. They'll experience the benefits of them being happier, right? Because you're finally doing what you said you wanted to do. The people around you are going to be happier because you're happy. 
And I have found that for myself, but many other people, you're more productive because if you're doing the work you're called to be doing, and by work, I don't mean literally paid work, but whatever your mission in life, your quest or your calling is, some people's callings are calls to creativity. Some people's calling is call to adventure. Some people's calling is a call to contributions. Different people have different callings, but so I'm not telling you what your calling is. That's your quest, right? But but when you're doing that, you're actually probably going to be meeting all of your self-care needs at a higher level. So even your physical needs are going to be even met better by doing self-actualization first, which is so counterintuitive and it's so, you know, against the trends of, of, you know, time management and, you know, resource management and, and work-life balance and all of that. This is like flipping it, just flip it. Well, I, you are singing my favorite song because I've been saying for years, you will never be your most productive self unless you're doing what you love to do, where you love to do it. And this may mean you are in the wrong career. It may be that you shouldn't be doing the 45 minute, one hour, one way commute to work. Maybe you don't like the pain in the walls. You don't like your boss, your coworkers, or maybe you need to go out on your own. But until you figure out what it is you were put on this planet to do, and I believe that everyone was put here for a reason, and we're not told what that reason is. We have to discover it. And until you're doing that, you will never be your best self. That's my personal opinion, and a lot of people agree with me. So if you are not happy, listener, if you are just going through the motion and you dread every day that ends in why, then you need to do some discovery and figure out why. Why aren't you happy? What do you need to do to become happy? Now, you may not be able to just flip a switch. You may have to get some training. You may have to go to some courses, go back to school, whatever the case may be. But I think it comes to what you talked about earlier, Karen, is that you got to figure out, you know, discover what that is, because no one is going to come to your door or send you an email or text and says, hey, this is what you are here for. That's not that's not what the point of life is. The point of life is going through discovery. Yes, it is. And that's the adventure, right? I mean, this is a quest. This is a calling. It is a going outside your comfort zone. It mean may mean, you know, leaving what you're, you're where you live. You may like, you know, it may be a twister that takes you to kids, uh, you know, outside of Kansas <laughs> to us. I don't know what it's going to be, but whatever it is, is you will feel propelled and led. There will be this, this urging or this feeling. And so, um, you know, you said, well, how do people know? I think people intuitively do know. I think they just don't listen to that still small voice. They're listening to the loud voices of the world and the people that are the shoulds and couldds and wouldves instead of the, you know, the Glenda Goodwitch who's telling you, you really did always have it inside you all along. You just had to go on the journey to find it. Mm. And so, but that's part of the joy is in the journey, right? I mean, if, if it was, and, and the beautiful thing about heroine's journey and hero's journey is that, it's in a circular path because the the heroine, the hero always comes back bearing gifts, which is maybe knowledge, skills, abilities, and maybe physical gifts, but comes back bearing gifts and then goes back out again. So this is not a one and none. There ain't no one and none in this journey. And that's what makes it exciting. I think people need to have an open mind as they go through life. So many people that I have met over the course of my 54 years on this planet have said, well, you know, I went to high school. Then, you know, my whole entire family has all been 
this industry, this field, this occupation. So I went to school for that, but I really don't want to do that. I'm like, then why are you doing that? I'm like, well, you know, my whole family's in there and before them they were in it. I'm like, okay, but that's great. But what about you? I mean, a prime example is our dentist. He went through mechanical engineering school, graduated with honors. And after he graduated, he says, I don't want to be a mechanical engineer. Went back to dentistry school and graduated dental school. That's a lot of dedication to do two schoolings like that. But he wasn't happy. He didn't feel fulfilled. And my my opinion is, if you're not happy, then why are you doing what you have to do? Unless you're in prison, you're told you have to do thus and such. A lot of people think that, well, my family's always done this. My family's always owned the store on the corner of the street, or my family's always been an accountant. But if you don't like accounting, you may love it. I mean, you, I'm sorry, you may be really good at it, but just because you're good at something doesn't mean you love it. And I think because you only get one life, I think you need to figure out what you're meant to do. And you also need to have an open mind. Try new things because like uh, Dorothy had to go to Land of Oz. Maybe you have to go to another part of the world in order to find your calling. And that's okay. But I think if you have a closed mind, I think you're really hurting your growth. Oh, yes. I mean, any adventure is going to require having an open mind. And But I would say that the most one I found is the most important thing is to start because what is in most cases and myself included, when I started on my heroine's journey, it was a call to creativity and to write a book. And I said kind of the classic, you know, I don't have enough time or money. And I had a real epiphany about time that, well, for me, I'm self-employed. So I, I really do make and create my own time. And so what was stopping me, um, there's a 2,500-year-old quote by Lazu that says, time is a created thing. To say, I don't have time is like saying, I don't want to. Mm. So truly, when people say they don't have time, that means they don't really want to do it. So to get to the the why, peeling the onion, why they don't really want to do it or what is stopping them. So maybe they do want to do it, but they they have other things that are stopping me. And it's not time, right? So for me, it was worthiness. I felt like I was very productive as a real estate agent and still am. In fact, the, the amazing thing is, is I am more productive. I'm probably have doubled my production since I started my calling because I've become, well, happier, <laughs> A, but I have become um, true to myself. So I'm actually living in alignment and authenticity. And when when people do that, they're going to probably be their most productive self. I, it wasn't that I needed to leave real estate. I just needed something that fed my creativity side. And that's where you know, I wrote a book, and I have three, and then the podcast. And it made me realize that that my calling is real estate, but I needed something more. So it may not be like throw the whole baby out with the bathwater and change careers. Um, it could be taking hip hop class. It could be, you know, improv or painting or, uh, you know, I did my first sprint triathlon at 59. I mean, it, whatever it is that is, you know, outside your calling. But I tell people the most important thing is to start because what's holding you back, whatever it is, what you resist persists. Mm-hmm. And so you need just do it, <laughs> yeah. uh, put it on the calendar, schedule it, you know, sign up for it, whatever, just start. Because uh, once you start experiencing the benefits of it, then you'll want to do more and you'll also understand more 
okay, Dorothy just landed in Oz, but she didn't know how to get to, you know, the, to the, she actually had to, you know, to travel along the Elbrick Road and she mm-hmm. met friends along the way. So you'll meet friends along the way too, right? You're going to meet mentors. You're going to meet people, guides that are going to help you on the journey. So you don't have to see the whole road. You don't see the staircase. <laughs> There's lots of quotes along those lines. You know, just start it. I love what the late, great Zig Ziglar always said. You don't have to be great to start, but you got to start to be great. Yep. And nobody, there's not a single person that started on day one and was super awesome great. It's a growth. And I think a lot of people, because we live in an instant society. Okay, I want to put something up on social media. I want to have all these fans. I want to have millions of likes, but you just started. And when you start, like when I got into productivity, I stumbled and bumbled my way in it. And someone had to say, Mark, you should be a productivity expert. I couldn't see the forest for the trees. And so if you have a closed mind, then you're not going to, you're not going to be open for feedback. You're not going to be able to listen and look and whatnot. But I, I think it's really important. You, you said something very important. You just have to start. So if you said, look at, I've always wanted to be really good at social media. Well, what are you doing every day to get to learn how to be better at social media? I had a client of mine who wanted to be a coder. I'm like, that's great. How much do you code every day? Oh, I haven't started coding yet. I'm like, wait a minute. You want to be a coder, but you're not doing coding. You're not learning coding. And what happened was, is that they happened to find it was a hot occupation. Well, that's great. But writers write, coders code. If you're not doing what you want to do, if you're not trying to learn it, you're not trying to expose yourself to it. Well, in my opinion, you're probably not called to do that because I love what I do. Every day that ends in why I get up with great anticipation. And if that's not you, well, maybe you should spend some time away from the phone, away from technology and just think, okay, what do I love to do? Sometimes we have to go back to the basics and grab a piece of paper and a pen and go someplace quiet and just jot down things we're passionate about. It's no shame going back to the beginning and really trying to discover what you're put here for. Well, and yes, and and that's actually kind of where the five minute success came about, Mark, is because I found that so many people were like, they didn't know where to begin and they, they felt, but they also felt like they didn't have enough time. And so I was trying to break down the barriers, if you will, to get people started. And I'm like, well, you know, do you have five minutes a day? And everybody said they did have five minutes a day. Um, and it, it truly is a, a, a hack, if you will, um, a proven habit formation is starting small and building up. Mm. Um, so like, you don't have to like take the whole coding class, right? I mean, just <laughs> maybe do some coding, get a YouTube video or whatever. I mean, or find a friend that, codes and you know set up a time to meet with them um so there you could start small then that way oftentimes like i said you'll you may see that you may meet the people that'll help you on the next you know part of the journey or you'll see the path oh well turns out i don't really like coding (laughs) (laughs) so you know i found that out about myself i found out there were things i was like yeah that's not for me i did it enough to really explore it not just stop doing it because I wasn't successful fast. And, and it, it helped to find my, my path. And so the thing that I share with people, and this is another great quote by Tony Schwartz, and that is it's energy, not time. 
is the fundamental currency of high performance. So you want to look for things that energize you, that bring you energy, that feed your soul, that cause you to want to get up in the morning. That's a great example. If you're not excited to get out of bed to go do it, then it probably isn't that thing. Now, maybe it'll get you to the next place, right? Maybe it's enough to get you to the next place, but it it's probably not your your highest and best use. And in real estate, appraisers and people who evaluate real estate, they have this determination of what um, real estate could be used for. And because re- really anything, almost anything could be used, land could be used for a dump or it could be used for a school, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be used for a park or it could be used for a commercial building or it could be used for a home. And so it has lots of potential uses. But what is its highest and best use? That's when real estate is valued at its uh, where you want to see it at. Mm. And so that's what I always think about. I thought about raising my children. I think about it myself. I'm like, I could do a lot of things. I really could. I'm a pretty multifaceted entrepreneur, talented. But what is my highest and best use? What is the calling? What is it that really um, makes my heart sing, gives me high energy? That's where you want to spend your your um you want to put your focus. A tremendous book that I listened to in 2019 was Marie Forleo's book, Everything yes. is Figure Outable. And in there, she's got an exercise that says, answer this question, what if? And it's a very powerful exercise. And so all you do, it's a real simple exercise. You get a piece of paper, write what if at the top and say, what if I X? What if? And you do the exercise and you don't do it like, like three minutes here, five minutes here. You like schedule some time in your calendar where you can really dedicate time and just ask yourself those questions. What if I did this? What if I tried this? What if I took this training? What if I went on this trip? And you won't know till you try it because you can learn through social media and training. But sometimes like the analogy I always say, sometimes if you want to know how to swim, you can watch videos, you can talk to swimmers, you can go buy a bathing suit, but at some point you got to jump in the pool. So I encourage people to do the what if exercise. Just ask yourself, what if I signed up for a course on coding? What if I didn't like it? Okay. You didn't like it. All right. You tried it. You didn't like it. Go on to the next thing. But I think people need to do the what if exercise. I mean, I do what I love to do. You do what you love to do. But if the listener doesn't feel that way, well, don't sit here and just go, well, this is my lot in life. Cause I promise you, whether you believe in God or the universe or infinite intelligence, whatever it is, they don't want you just to be a lump. They don't want you to sit here and be unhappy and, and walk through life and just go, what was me like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? They want you to do what you were, what lights you up. And so what you're doing is not lighting you up. Don't just settle for that. Figure out how you can go and figure out what is going to light you up. And, you know, along the same lines, think about, well, what if I don't do it? Mm. There's a book called The Five Regrets of the Dying. And one of the biggest regrets that, that people who are on their last days uh, share is the things they regret not doing. So I, I'll give you an example. I My husband had business trip to Del Coronado in San Diego. And it, every we would always go around the December time of year and they would have ice skating set up on the beach. And I always thought, that's the coolest idea. And I'm going to do that someday. <laughs> and so his, uh, he retired. So that 
those business trips to San Diego ended. And then I became part of a community, um, the Hal Elrod community, where they had their event, their December event at um, San Diego. And I would take the ferry over and I'd go, yes, that's so amazing. Someday I'm going to ice skate on Del, uh, Del Coronado. And this year was the last year of that event. And I was like, someday is today. What if I don't go ice skating and I always look back and go, I didn't go ice skating and I had an opportunity. So I now do this kind of exercise with my future self and my past self, and I do it simultaneously with my present self. So I talk to past self and I'm going, past self, did you wish you had gone ice skating on the beach? Yes, I had. And I go, future self, would, would you wish you had gone ice skating? Yes, I wish I had done that. Then I say to present self, well, then that means we're going ice skating because <laughs> I you love can that. change your future in this moment. And, th- and I, I just want to say to my past self, that is not a beating up uh, posture. It is a, I'm going to look at that and go as, as information that's helpful to know insight and the future self, again, not projecting everything into the future, but looking into the future as much as I can going, if I came back, would I, if I didn't ever come back, would I ever wish I had done that? And so that's now a kind of a new I'm sharing with your community that they can do themselves. Absolutely. I I'm just this is an incredible episode and we have you've given us so much to think about. I want to share the story which I shared a lot lately with on social media that Tony Robbins says it's better to move in the wrong direction than not move at all. So, listener, in case you missed that, if you're sitting in one spot and you're afraid you're going to go in the wrong direction, it's better to move in the wrong direction and move than it is stay in one place. Because when you start moving, you can go, oh, I'm in the wrong direction. I'm going to turn around and go the opposite direction. And so if you're not sure, take a step out in faith. Take a step out and go, what if? Talk to your, your future self and say, listen, will I regret this? 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road and take that chance because it, the people who are high performers in their world, the successful people, the Mark Cubans, Brendan Burchard, you know, the Damon Johns, et cetera, et cetera, they don't sit there and wait for opportunity to come to them. They go, oh, I want to go learn this or I want to go here. And even if you don't have any money, there's things you can do for free. Libraries are still around. There's still YouTube and Facebook and stuff. So don't make excuses. Don't settle. Take that step. What do you want to do? Take a step out and determine if that's something you want to do. If not, then go try something else. But don't just settle. Don't stay in one place. Yes, because I think that regret for me at the juncture of my life, I'm at 60. I'm at probably more than half my life. And I, I, I'm looking back, but I'm also feeling like I've got many years uh, to come and I'm going to live a long and full life. The kind of new mantra is no regret. So if there's a choice, I'm going to take the action. I may decide that, you know, hip hop's not for me, Uh, (laughs) but I may also find that I've got some new moves. So how cool is that? Um, And so that is, I think, a, a beautiful, really creative, adventurous way to live. Um, And and so I'm, I'm so glad you shared that. Well, we get one life. And I think we should live it to its fullest. So we covered so much ground on this episode today, Karen. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Tell us where we can find you online. 
So the community, the number five minute success, that's where you'll find the real estate books and then the flip time love life, as well as on all the social media sites, we have flip time love life, as well as five minute success. And then the podcast, five minute success, which is the number five. And of course, the books are available on Amazon as almost all books are. But if you want quantities, I can make arrangements to get those to you. You can reach out to me via social media or the website. Excellent. Well, like you, I feel I am just getting started. I mean, I'm 54 and I feel like I'm literally just getting started. And I remember when I turned 30 years old, I said, oh my gosh, my life is almost over. No, I didn't realize that my life didn't really start. True life doesn't start till after 50 because I am having the time of my life. It sounds like you are as too. And I want the listener, if you're not having the time of your life, you deserve it. Go find out what's going to light you up. So, Karen, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was an incredible uh, joy having you on the show. Well, my pleasure. And here's to your call to adventure. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge. While you're there, you can also find out information about my productivity coaching and my course and Everywhere I am on social media, it all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe and then share this episode or share the podcast overall with three of your friends so I can help even more people be more productive. I love you. I thank you for your time and attention. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.